Welcome, everyone, to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are having a super blessed day. Truly just enjoying this very moment right here and right now, baby. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Mr. Jeff Later, who is one of the nation's top fitness and nutrition experts. He has over 20 years of experience and has worked with thousands of individuals from all walks of life. He founded the Later Lifestyle in 2012 with the mission of just helping others take their health and fitness to the next level. And they have been a part of over 6,000, that's crazy, 6,000 success stories and counting. They work with professional athletes from nearly every sport, bodybuilders, entrepreneurs, soccer moms, and everyone in between. And Jeff doesn't just talk about it. He is actually being about it because he is an IFBB accomplished professional bodybuilder with dozens of competitions that he has actually won under his belt. And he's just got a passion for preaching the truth about fitness and nutrition. And he's got a way to cut through the crap. We do a lot of myth busting in this one. We talk about diet, nutrition, exercise, supplementation, and everything in between. And he really just like pulls back the curtain on, you know, some of the things that could be holding you back. Um, and some of the things that you could be getting duped on, especially when it comes to supplements. So you'll have to wait till the end to hear all about the supplement piece. Cause he really like breaks down the supplement game and he knows it intimately. So you guys are going to get a lot of value from this one. Check him out at jefflater.com or jefflater at all the socials. He puts out a lot of great content. And yeah, I'm really looking forward because Jeff is uh, um, a great dude. He's actually coming on the Montana Mastermind Epic Camping Adventure uh, in June. And so I'm really pumped because we get to bro out in the wilderness. He's going to lead some some primal workouts for us. And yeah, he's just a, a really, uh, he's a happy hustler. He's doing it. So I love it. And you guys are going to as well because health is wealth. And I really just hope that you share this with one person who maybe isn't taking their health seriously. Like that's my one ask. If you get value, share this with somebody who could potentially also benefit from hearing this message. That's how we share this with more and more people and help others happy hustle a life that they love. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Real quick, guys, I got to share with you a little secret, and that is optimal sleep. If you are not sleeping optimally, you are not going to be able to happy hustle a life that you love. You can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can, you know, do your best to go to the gym and eat healthy. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be a happy hustler. That's just the damn truth. But Fortunately for you, I have a little secret weapon, and that is Magnesium Breakthrough. These are seven different forms of magnesium all in one little capsule, and then you can actually optimize your sleep because it legit reduces the cortisol levels and helps with deep relaxation so that you are sleeping optimally. 
And the best part is they actually stand behind their products at Buy Optimizers. You get a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, send it back. Check it out at magbreakthrough.com, and you can get up to 33% off today. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash happy. Now, back to this episode. All right, my brother, Mr. Jeff Later, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I am super stoked to rock the mic with you. Yeah, happy to be here. This is uh, been looking forward to this one. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, of course. Like, you are a happy hustler, that's for damn sure, but you're also one of the nation's top fitness and nutrition experts with over 20 years of experience, and you've worked with thousands of individuals from all walks of life, and you founded the Later Lifestyle in 2012, just with the mission of helping others take their health and fitness to the next level. You've been a part of over 6,000 success stories and counting. First of all, man, that's a lot of success stories. <laughs> so you know it works. Uh, and <laughs> you work with professional athletes, entrepreneurs, bodybuilders, soccer moms, and everyone in between. But what's super cool too is you don't just talk about it, you be about it because you're a former accomplished IFBB professional bodybuilder who's won dozens of competitions. So you just have like a true passion for this sport and for also just helping others achieve the physical and mental, I would say, fitness that they desire. So I'm excited to get into all that good stuff because as the happy hustlers know, optimized health is one of our 10 alignments and you just can't be a happy hustler without this piece to the puzzle figured out. But before we get into all that good stuff, Jeff, what is something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? <laughs> wow, that's a you're throwing me off right from the first question. Well, first of all, <laughs> thanks for the introduction. I appreciate that. Um, sometimes yeah. a little surreal to hear all those those stats uh, since I've started doing this. But um, something interesting. Well, I mean, I think this is a little bit different for people uh, in my industry. I never really viewed fitness as a real career. And it's not really something that I pursued early on in my life. In fact, I, I took a different route was, you know, I got a degree in marketing and finance and pursued the corporate world and, and was doing that for a number of years and, and, uh, finally realized that there was a demand for this. And I had a lot of people asking for help and it kind of just took off organically and I was able to leave that corporate world. Um, so not the traditional route, I think for the, the average fitness professional. Uh, so that's a little bit interesting and different about me. There's yeah, other things too, is... but that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, well, you know, I think that marketing finance background probably served you in your fitness career because now you have a, a boom in business and it's important marketing finance. So that's, I think everything has a yeah. reason, right? <laughs> yeah, it actually, it was, I think having that diverse um, background and, and then I have a little bit of a, a technical background on uh, kind of some IT side as well that has really helped me. Uh, succeed in areas where I think a lot of other personal trainers and coaches and stuff struggle. And, mm. and so I think it's given me a little bit of an edge, being a little bit more yeah. well, well-rounded like that. For sure, man. I would 100% agree with that. And speaking of edges, you know, one of the edges that I think I possess is my energy, you know, just being able to manufacture positive chi, you know, this energy. And I know you talk yeah. a lot about energy and then you talk a lot about how health is actually wealth. And it's a cliche saying, sure, but it's the damn truth. Speak to that one piece. Yes. Let's kick things off with a bang. Why is health just equal wealth? 
Well, I, I think it's the foundation. I mean, it, it is yeah. truly the bedrock upon which we build everything. And so if we don't have that in check, then our ability to produce, our ability to to manage, our ability to lead, our, our ability to even just to have that drive is impacted negatively. So without that, it's it we're not we're not showing up to the world at our best. We are impaired. We are showing up. Uh, we're showing up as a second-rate version of ourselves. And mm. so I think when you once you have that set, that that in place and that is is contributing to your life, mm. that's when you go next level in every area of life. Yeah, I would for sure agree. You know, it's just it's like one of those things. Your health is sometimes an afterthought until you lose it or until you get diagnosed yeah. with something or you have an injury yep. then it's the number one priority you know and it's one of those right. things that it's like a wake up call it's like like i even think about when i tore my acl you know okay like i first of all my soccer career went down the the drain because you know like i couldn't perform yeah, and then, bad knees, yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing was like, oh, I can't even walk. <laughs> it hurts to drive. You know, it's like this is all things that you don't think about. And then you really have to just reinvent yourself with this injury. And I think people can relate to this in, in their own unique way. But for you, I'm curious, like when it comes to prioritizing your health, where do you think people go awry? Like where is the biggest mistake in the fitness and nutrition world that you see with your clients? Um, wow. There's a, there's a couple different directions <laughs> I could go there, but um, to address kind of even what you were saying prior to that is like, oftentimes we don't take action until in this way I'm interpreting it until the pain is there, yeah. right? Until we've reached this point where it's like, okay, this is a problem that I now mm. need to address. We're usually yep. not proactive about it. We're usually not proactive in trying to prevent that problem and trying to better ourselves before it's a problem. It's usually once it's a problem, like, okay, now I get, I need to fix this. Um, but, but, you know, in terms of the number one mistake, um, I mean, I think when you look at the industry itself and, and what is offered to us and what, what is advertised and what is glamorized as fast, quick, if it, you know, as, as fast as possible, we all want it to happen right now. And that ends up being a recipe for disaster. That's why the success rate of diets is like, in the single digits, it's like four or five percent, because uh, people just can't stick to the the restrictive uh, protocols that you find out there. Um, but there's there's a deeper underlying issue behind even that, and I would say it's just ourselves. Uh, we we self sabotage. We get in our own way. We we tend to um, we tend to have these limiting beliefs about our abilities to get fit. We you know we we have these self identifying beliefs that that limit our ability to succeed, to have success in certain areas because of these, these, these beliefs that we have about ourselves that we think are true, but they're actually not. They're just, they're, they're limits that we've placed upon ourselves due to certain events that have happened in our lives. So I think that's the number one thing. The number two thing is, is the fitness industry itself and what it offers and the, and the misinformation that's constantly spewed. Mm. So well said. Yeah. So you're saying self-limiting beliefs and essentially the myths and lies told in the fitness you know, industry are really holding people back. And I'd like to kind of go there a little deeper, if we may, specifically with beliefs. Yeah. I know you've worked like with thousands of clients, help transform their mindset to release those self-limiting shackles. What is the first step? If someone's got a a blocking belief that really is holding them back, what's the first step that you take your clients through? 
Um, well, everyone, everyone's different limiting beliefs are different and they're unique to them. And so uncovering that is, is a process. And I think with some people, they're ready for it right out, right out of the gates and, and they, they can go there. Whereas other people are not, and it takes a little while where sometimes they're just like, well, tell me what to eat and tell me what to do. And that's what I'll do. And like, I don't want to really want to get into the mindset. And so we, you know, we, we eventually do get there um, <laughs> because there's, there's always uh, incidents or, or, you know, events that kind of knock us off our, our, well, as they say, they fall off the wagon or something, something comes up. Um, and so then we, that's usually an opportunity for us to start digging and, and then going back and sometimes as early as like, you know, those formative years and uh, where there was some sort of uh, belief that we formed about ourselves when we were younger. And so we have certain tools and exercises that we will go through with individuals uh, mm. that we've developed in conjunction with, um, we, we've partnered with uh, a guy named Mike Lindstrom. He was, uh, he ran Tony Robbins uh, performance coaching program for a number of years. Mm. Now has been on his own for, for about 15 and uh, he's partnered with us and, and has, uh, you know, trained us in all of those techniques that have allowed us to go deeper with people. Um, Cause essentially we are all, we are all life coach certified. I hate that term life coaching, but yeah, but again, digging into that side of things, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> we call it performance coaching or just, you know, it's, yeah. it's just part of the transformation, you know, yeah. but, uh, but, but discovering some of those limiting beliefs that were developed typically when we were younger, um, like that, you know, the, like whether your mom told you that you're fat and you need to go on a diet at the age of 12, you know, because I've, I've, I've encountered that, you know, other things that, um, maybe just from a performance standpoint where you never could make your parents happy. I mean, it's often usually within the home, um, but it can be other experiences. And so it typically takes, um, and we can do that in one exercise. Sometimes it takes a number of different things in deep conversations, mm. uh, to figure out what it is that's holding them back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about like some of those, those beliefs that were instilled in you as a child, you have to like recategorize those triggers oftentimes and put new, more positive emotions on them and just reframe your story. Like this is something even with money yeah. too, like you could use this for money as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of self-limiting uh -huh. beliefs around money as well. And people oftentimes based on the, how they were brought up, will have a scarcity mindset because of how they were brought up. I was just going right? to say that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's one of those things that like going back, doing the deep work that Jeff and his team are qualified to do. It's not easy to do, by the way, like it might be simple in theory, but you have to actually no. face yourself. You have to re like categorize some of these thoughts and triggers face, you know, some of the dark times too. Right. And then you can just yeah. push past. I mean, when it comes to like, let's just say a tangible tactical piece that you could give the happy hustlers who maybe like, they really do have something where they're like, ah, I'm just, I am not able to put on muscle. I just know it. I have a fast metabolism or I just cannot lose weight. I just know it. You know, it's like, just give them something right now. Like some piece that is tactical that they could be like, here's what you do to break through that belief. Well, oftentimes those beliefs are formed and then they're confirmed and, and we have this proof from past attempts, right? So mm. it's like, well, it's hard for me to put on muscle or it's hard for me to lose fat. And that yeah. belief was formed probably due to past failed attempts. 
Mm. Right. So, and, and that, and again, that, co- that blame can be placed on the industry itself and the tactic that you followed. So, mm. and typically, like I said, once you, once you do that work, deep work, that inner work, and you're able to, to find out what those limiting beliefs are, um, any particular method, any tactic that you use will work. Mm. Now it may not be the best tactic for you, but it yeah. could. And the, and the important thing there is that you stay consistent. But oftentimes we don't stay consistent because of what's going on between the years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's one tactic that you can do right now? I mean, honestly, you you have to start small. I think so often with with fitness, people jump in. And, and again, there's that whole mentality like, well, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go all in, jump in with two feet. Yeah. But oftentimes we start and we jump into the deep end and we don't even know how to swim. Mm. Right. And so we just sink and there's there's no chance for success just because of how we how deep we went in. And so that's mm-hmm. what you find typically with these programs that are promising, oh, you're going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Well, yeah. if you do that, any, any method that's going to yeah. get you, because is that possible? It is possible. Yes. The consequences of doing such a thing are so great that people don't understand them. And mm. oftentimes the people prescribing this type of program don't understand them either because it can have long lasting negative impacts on your, on your health and, and your metabolic health and your hormones and stuff like that. But mm. I would say start small. Yeah. Um, you know, focus on hydrations, focus on protein, uh, control your calories, but don't go in there and start eliminating food groups. Don't just say, Oh, I'm going to do a sugar cleanse or I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to, you know, eat all vegetables and meat for the next 30 days. Don't do extreme things. That's how you fail. That is a recipe for failure. You're guaranteeing that you will not make it to the end. Mm. So if you, if, if it's more of a gradual thing where you start incorporating habits into your life and mastering those habits and then moving on and, and then you start stacking, that's yeah. when pro- real progress is made. And that's how it stays. That's how it yeah. doesn't become this temporary transient thing. And your results are, are permanent. For sure. Like the st- sustainable model for success. <laughs> that's even like so in line with the happy hustle brother. Let me tell you, because a lot of people will just grind their face off to reach quote unquote financial success, but like they literally aren't sustainable in their personal life or their spiritual life or any other piece. And it's like, you're, that's exactly yeah, what, what did you're they give up about. to make that happen? <laughs> everything. Uh, they sacrifice everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And- Relationships and, you know, and, and family life. And I mean, you probably aged 10 times faster than you normally would doing something like that. It's exactly. Yeah. Dude, you're preaching to the choir on this stuff. And, you know, I think one thing I'd like to talk about is some of the greatest myths around the fitness industry, because you, you've talked about some of them, but I'd like to bust those myths with you right here, right now on the Happy Hustle podcast and just like, Absolutely. give us like the key three. What are, what are the key three myths that you hear that you think are not serving people in the fitness industry? Well, I would say they definitely go through cycles and, and right now, um, you know, carbs being like this, this key to fat loss, where if you eliminate carbs, you're going to lose fat. So people are, a lot of people are afraid of carbs. And I even posted this on social media the other day where I said, you know, sugar doesn't make you fat. And this, this triggered a lot of people, um, because their, their understanding of sugar is like sugar is some special thing that has fattening characteristics. And if you consume sugar, you're automatically going to get fat. That is not true. It's never been true and it never will be true because what happens in order for that to, to occur for you to gain fat from consuming sugar or consuming carbs, you need to be in a caloric surplus, meaning you need to be consuming more calories than you're burning on a daily basis. And that's like a law that is a law that cannot be broken that people think 
can be broken and it's all about insulin, but there is no proof they've been, it's been debunked and debunked and debunked, but it's, it's one that is continually preached out there that carbs make you fat. Insulin is the, is the demon. And if you avoid that, then that's how you're going to become your best version of yourself. And that is not true. It has been mm. disproven so many times. So, so don't, yeah. don't be afraid of carbs. Got it. That's a great one. Um, I'd like to maybe bust the myth of like veganism, if you would, <laughs> or like your thoughts there. Cause I feel like <laughs> maybe you have a lot. You're laughing and smiling. For those of you watching just or listening, you should go watch the YouTube first of all, to see how strong and big <laughs> Jeff is. But anyway, t I mean, I just, I'm kind of like, I'm curious myself, your thoughts on, on veganism and, and the myths around it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, a lot of people believe it to be, I, I remember I had this, someone commented on, on a post not too long ago where they're like, well, well, I have to do the vegan diet for health reasons. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, what, what right might that be? Cause I'm unaware of any. Um, and it's, you know, it's just something that they heard somewhere on some podcast or some article or some post, and it made them think that that's the healthiest way. And there's even stats out there that says, okay, if you follow the vegan or vegetarian style diet, those people in general are healthier, but, and I would say that that's probably true, but it's, it's compared to what, what are you comparing that to? Well, you're taking a group of individuals that are making a conscious decision on how they're eating versus the people don't give a shit. Yeah. So of course they're yeah. going to probably be healthier. Right. Um, but I should start by saying that I personally, if somebody is a vegan or vegetarian, I won't work with them. I just won't. Um, you've run into way too many problems. You run into nutrition or nutrient deficiencies in so many different uh, cases and people end up um, having health problems long-term. So is mm -hmm. it healthier? In my opinion, no. Can it be done in a healthy way? Yes, it can, but it takes, it takes some, some precision and some expertise in order to pull that off because mm. a lot of people are protein deficient. Um, I mean, there's that, and they end up being deficient in a number of amino acids and minerals and, and, and vitamins that are essential to optimal health. Yeah. So, but can it be done? Yes, it can be done. It's usually very difficult. And most people that are vegan or vegetarian, they, they, uh, they don't meet all their needs that way. Mm. Um, if I make comment also on the game changers documentary, yeah. Yeah, um, which isn't it. truly a documentary because the documentary should present both sides and the decision should be made, you know, it should be made <laughs> by the, by the viewer. Yeah. Um, this was pushing a narrative, right? And I think it's important for people to know that this was produced and directed by James Cameron, James Cameron, who's, you know, directed avatar and Titanic, very famous Hollywood mm -hmm. uh, producer, but he also, um, sunk $150 million into a plant-based protein company. Hmm. So I don't think people know that. Nope. Um, but there's a, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's the a little bit of a conflict of interest. Yeah. There's a conflict of interest there where he goes in and demonizes it. Plus a lot of stuff was taken out of context. All the studies, studies that he cited have been um, cherry picked and, and <laughs> suited to fit his narrative. And that's been, there's tons of debunking videos out there on, on YouTube for anybody interested. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't well, agree with that lifestyle. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just not natural. Like the, the soy, no. like beyond meat products, like, don't get me wrong. You know, my wife gave it the old college try. She really did. And I was okay. But like her, her health tanked, like she was not well. Yeah. 
And I was like, no. well, look at all the stuff you're eating. You know, it's like, it's all like, you can't even pronounce it. It ain't real food. It's chemically made. And I'm not, you know, I don't want yeah. to poo poo on anyone out there who's choosing that path. Like you said, Jeff, or, you know, Jeff said, it can be done in an effective way. It's just the problem is most people aren't doing it that way. And then they end up being, yeah. you know, deficient in a lot of key needs and, yeah, that's I mean, that's a good myth to just debunk. And, and I'd like to get one more. What's another good myth that you think a lot of people believe to be true, but really isn't? Oh, well, one that might be um, a little more fringe. I don't know if it's like a top one, but I know that a lot of people. Um, well, they, they, they struggle with the calories in versus calories out. Uh, deal. And this kind of goes along with the first one where they're like, oh, it's not about calories and versus calories out. That's been debunked. And, and they really think that it does come down to insulin. But ultimately, like I said before, it is a law you have to make in order, if you want to lose mass of any kind, whether it's muscle or fat mass, you need to be in a deficit. If you want to gain mass, whether it's fat or muscle, you need to be in a surplus. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where people get wrong. And when I was talking about sugar, people, uh, think that you don't have to be in a surplus. You could, if, if you consume sugar, you're going to, you're going to have insulin resistance. You're going to get gain diabetes. You're going to gain weight. Like none of that can happen unless this other thing is true, unless you are in a caloric surplus, unless you're consuming more calories than you're burning. Hmm. Um, so that, that, I mean, that's just a law that a lot of people need to understand. And if, and yeah. the other thing too, this goes along, like if you are trying to lose weight and you're plateaued and you're like, oh, my body's broken, I'm not, there's something wrong. All that means like by definition, you are not in a deficit. Hmm. That's all that means. Yep. So in order to continue to lose, you need to achieve a deficit. And you could do that by trying to burn more calories through, through exercise or by consuming less food or both, both is typically yeah. the better route. Yeah. I mean, got it. Like it, it's that simple guys. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I appreciate you breaking it down because I don't think people get it. Like you need to be either in a deficit or a surplus based on your goals or maintain homeostasis, yeah. right? If you're happy where you're at, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, there you go. Um, I think I would feel remiss if I did not get into training protocols with you a little bit, if that's cool. Like you're, you're diesel, sure. let's face it. And, you know, for me, <laughs> I am that guy in the gym or if, if I can, I do my best to work out outside or like hike or do, you know, martial arts or a weighted vest and, you know, steel mace, stuff like that. But I do enjoy the mm -hmm. gym because I work from home. I have a home office here and it's, you know, it's nice. It's my outing and my, my gym thankfully has a hot springs connected to it a natural hot springs it's got a smoothie yeah. bar it's awesome. got the whole shebang so it's my outing but i gotta say and i'm just gonna be vulnerable here with my root workouts i just kind of wing it you know i'm like all right today monday you know back in high school i remember for football we would do monday chest and tries so i'll do monday chest and tries tuesday back and buys all right wednesday shoulders thursday legs Friday, mix everything. I'll throw in abs in every day. And then, you know, I'll do a full body on work, like, you know, more so like kicking a heavy bag, more so like MMA kind of training on Sundays. Yeah. But like, it hasn't really evolved much, my training protocol in probably my entire life. So unless I'm like specifically okay. playing a sport or something, when it comes to training and the protocol, and I know everyone's going to be 
it's going to look different, but just high level, like what is your recommendation? Let's say someone wants to build muscle and they want to lose fat, right? Two things that I think most people want. What's the protocol for that, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> we can we can add in a myth buster in here as well with this because um, let's do it. When it comes to weight training, I mean, weight training actually does burn more calories than cardio does, unless you're like running all day. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, you know, the protocol that you mentioned, kind of like the one body part per day. I would say it's a very it's like a a lot of people refer to it as like a bro split or even like a bodybuilding split where yeah. you're focusing on just one, like it's arm day on Tuesdays and chest day on, on Monday, whatever. Um, I would say if there's, if there's a, a universal way to, to train and, and some universal laws, I would say don't train more than three days in a row when it comes to weight training, as long as you're, if you're really pushing yourself, if, if, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you can have that where you're working out every day, but you just change it up. Maybe don't weight train hard every day. So mm-hmm. I go three days on one day off, and then maybe two days on one day off. So five days a week. And that's, that's probably more than most people want to do. But again, you, and if you're doing three days a week, I wouldn't do them in a cluster, maybe separate out to every other day, mm. but I would separate it into a push pull and the legs mm. So for push. You're doing, you know, chest, you're doing shoulders, you're doing some triceps, everything pushing. And on a pull day, you're doing some back movements some bicep movements. And, and that's very complex. So there's a lot there. And then on leg days, obviously it's just all lower body. And that's a good way to split it up. Yeah. Um, you know, even, even it's probably more effective for muscle growth for everyone, even bodybuilders. I think the, the, the attempt to really focus and specialize on one particular area. And that's the only thing you do that day. Isn't the most efficient. It actually been, has been proven through studies as well. Hmm. Um, but to, to piggyback on what that myth that I was talking about at first. So even if your goal is fat loss um, and you're not even interested that much in building muscle, it is important that you at least maintain the muscle mass that you have because if in a lot of times there are programs out there, fat loss programs where they just focus on the weight on the scale and they want to see it come down. And the more it comes down, the more successful the program, right? I mean, that's, that's what we think, except the composition of the, of those losses is very important. So I always say like, there's, you know, there, there's, if you're stuck on a roof and you need to get down as fast as possible, the fastest way to jump off or to get off that roof is to jump off. Right, you get to the ground, you get to the ground and your, your legs are broken. You can't walk anymore. So you probably need to take a ladder down or a stairs down. And this is, this is a more gradual approach, but you, you want to make sure that you are, are being pragmatic about your approach. You want to make sure that you are incorporating weight training and maintaining that muscle mass through the dieting process so that you don't kill off your metabolism in the process because the muscle in and of itself is more metabolically active tissue than fat tissue, mm. meaning that it requires more calories to exist on your body Mm. and fat does require calories to exist on your body too. That's why if you don't consume enough, you'll start to lose body fat, but you also need to make sure that you're consuming enough calories um, to maintain your muscle mass and you're doing the right activities. But Mm. if you lose muscle mass in the process of losing weight, that metabolically active tissue goes down and all of a sudden the amount of calories that you burn just being alive every day goes down. Hmm. And so it, it could make it so that when you get to your weight loss goal, you've ended up losing a whole bunch of muscle in the process. Um, and you'll end up looking like a melted candle <laughs> instead of a fit person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, that's a pretty blunt way of putting it, but, um, you know, it's, it, it provides a great visual, yeah. uh, for those that just focus on weight instead Look, of the composition. 
I love the visual. The happy hustlers out there, they are no melted candles. And I think that is really, you know, just it's so you have a really excellent way of breaking it down, sprinkling in science, debunking myths and and just keeping it real. The, The thing that I'd like to mention, too, is you talked about diet. You know, and I, I just you, you you can't exercise your way out of a shitty diet. Like that's just not a thing. Like if you're shoving crap down the pie hole, no. you're not going. It doesn't matter how many days you push pull and do your legs. Like you're not going to get the results. They always say that cliche: abs are made in the kitchen, right? But you know, like yeah. I, yeah, you know, personally, one of my on my wall here is like stay ninja under my health goals and always have a six pack. And it's like not an ego thing. It's just I will not ever allow myself not to (laughs) because I just I made the commitment, you know, and I have never still and I don't plan on even when I get the dad bod kind of thing. Like people say, you know, when you have kids, I was like, watch me. I'm going to I'm going to hold myself to my standards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apologies for interrupting your programming. But I have to tell you, the best investment you can make in yourself is one in which helps you acquire skills. You've probably heard people talk about, oh, just invest in yourself and you'll be successful. Yes, that's true to a degree, but you have to invest in skills that will ultimately help you achieve your desired results. And I think one of the best skills one can possess, be it an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, is the sales sword really knowing how to sell, utilizing pressure-free persuasion, which will make you more money and more impact. Now, if you want to know how to sell more efficiently and effectively, I just launched a sales course called The Proven Roadmap Process to Selling Millions of Dollars and Helping You to Increase Your Conversions Guaranteed. And you can get access to this new sales course that The Happy Hustle is launching at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. And if you act fast, you'll get it at the lowest price it'll ever be available because we are launching it and we want to gain amazing testimonials and social proof to further share this knowledge. So if you act fast, you can get it at the lowest price it'll ever be. That's at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. Now let's get back to this episode. You know, but the truth is it's it's more about what I eat to keep that standard, you know, and I think yeah, this is a topic, again, you could be paleo, you could do carnivore, you do, you know, all these keto. What's your take on dieting, you know, and, and just in terms of like, what would you recommend as a, a broad approach, given there's no like chronic deficiencies or like really thing, anything to account for to a happy hustler out there. Who's like, Jeff, man, I just want to know what to eat. It's like, you know, what's my go-to's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hit me with it. Yeah. So, um, as you said, you can't outwork a bad diet. You just can't, um, you can, you can be putting in all that time in the gym and if you're not supporting it with the proper nutrition, you're, you're kind of wasting your time and you're never going to, reach that point where like, Oh, I work out so that I can eat whatever I want. That's, that's bad math. Um, you're not burning nearly (laughs) as many calories as you're consuming. It's not going to work. Um, so, you know, I always say there's two most, the two most important numbers to focus on when it comes to 
monitoring your health or monitoring your food are calories and protein. Those are the two most mm. important numbers. So okay. if you can hit those two numbers in a day, you can fill the rest in with, 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 with carbs and fats in whatever composition you want. Now, that's probably not the most ideal way, but it's the simplest way of looking at it. And I would say that, and even then, like simplifying you a bit more, focus on protein. Focus on protein. Don't ever eat a meal or anything without protein being present. That's like a rule and a law we should all stick to. You're never eating yeah. anything without protein. Now, hmm. now one, one catch with that is that if you look at any given nutrition facts panel on anything that has a panel, you're going to find protein in almost anything. And that's just the FDA's decision to classify uh, an amino acid as a protein. So if there's an amino acid present in a slice of bread, then it's going to say, Hey, there's, there's protein in this, but it's not complete. It's maybe may only be one or two or three amino acids. It's not complete. It's not really contributing overall to your protein intake. So I only count protein from complete sources, um, which is like from an animal or, um, or is an animal. And so that, um, that's a good place to focus is, is start with protein. And for one, mm. it's more satiating. So if you focus on that, you're probably going to eat less of the other garbage. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing too is, and this is taking it a little, little bit further is oftentimes when we, it's kind of goes back to like jumping into the deep end and we completely cut out things that we know we're not going to cut out long-term. Mm. So I kind of go by the 80, 20 rule, but I don't really go by percentages in that the majority of what we eat should be unprocessed food. You know, the, the, the good stuff without a label. But if you try to go completely that way, especially if you're someone that like eats out a lot and, you know, eats chips or whatever, just like the average American diet, hmm. there's going to be events, there's going to be um, times and even just, you know, that temptation calling you to eat things that are not unprocessed. Hmm. And so my one, one thing that we incorporate with the way that I coach is we help them understand food help them understand macronutrients and, and calories. And so that they could potentially, they could make their kid's birthday cake fit into their diet that day. And they don't need to completely omit it and be like, oh no, I can't, I'm on a diet. Because that, that type of behavior and that mentality isn't going to last. And it's the downfall of almost every diet. It doesn't mm -hmm. allow for life. Yeah. And so if we allow for life, focusing primarily on eating good quality things, and, and every once in a while, you know, we, we can make, you know, our, our daughter's birthday cake fit or, you know, a drink with the guys on a Friday night, you know, that is going to be okay. And that's where I think that, that message is missing with a lot of other, um, programs out there. And it leads to failure because people are like, oh man, I had a bite of my kid's birthday cake. The whole day has gone to crap. Might as well <laughs> order a pizza and get drunk tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's that mentality, you know, it's the all yeah. in all out mentality. Yeah, just make it, let's make it worse. Human nature. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas that bite of, of cake, you know, probably wouldn't have caused any damage, but it's, yeah. it's where our minds go. No, you're so, you're so true. It's like, I already had one Oreo. Let me just kill the box right now. It's like, it's, it, it's, yep. it's, a, it's an issue. I think to that point, I'd like to hear your thoughts on alcohol because you know, yeah. you, you mentioned having a drink with the guys, like I'm about to go on this long river rafting trip. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to slam a couple brewskis. That's, you know, that's going to yeah. happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, like what, if you are going to drink, what do you recommend? Or if you do drink, what do you do to compensate for it? I guess is another way to put it. Yeah. 
Well, so when we think of macronutrients, we think of, and for those that don't know what they are, it's, it's carbs, fats, and proteins. Those are the three macronutrients, but there is a fourth, which is alcohol. And the thing is, it's, it's hard to call it a nutrient because it's, it's really not. It doesn't really provide any sort of nutrient me, value. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's, it, I'm telling you how you can make this work because it is possible. And there's actually okay. quite a few studies to back this up. Okay. Um, and there was a you recent my one attention. that was pretty groundbreaking. <laughs> um, so it's important to know. So per gram, alcohol is seven calories per gram, which makes it the second most calorically dense because fat is nine calories per gram carbs mm. and, and proteins are four. So seven calories per gram, right? So when you look at like a shot of alcohol, an ounce, an ounce and a quarter, um, it's going to be about 80 to 90 calories from wow. hard liquor, right? So there's that. Um, and they've, they've done studies on this and there's a recent one. I don't have the, the citation, but it was, um, it was determined that there's like a limit that you can tolerate almost like on a, you could, I mean, I don't think they tested this on a daily basis, but technically it could probably be done. Although that's behavior you don't want to get into. Um, three to four drinks are probably okay every day. Um, if you get drunk, then you're causing problems. Mm. Um, but, but they've shown that like, you can still make progress. Now, if you do happen to drink a little too much or it's, you know, it's hard to monitor, especially once you've started drinking. Right. But yeah. It, cause it does often lead to eating other things and it, you know, impairs your judgment or, you know, mm -hmm. removes, um, or you know, sleep, removes your, your filter. Yeah. yeah. It can affect sleep, but the, if you yeah. drink too much, it can, uh, stop or temporarily shut down muscle protein synthesis, uh, for up to 24 to 48 hours. Mm. Um, which, so in, when I was back in my competing days and I was bodybuilding, I viewed it as anti-muscle. And so I didn't mm. touch it for like a 12 years, hmm. um, just cause of fear of anything I was doing in the gym was going to be undone by, you know, a drink. There's no way I'm going to go near that. So, mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've had plenty of guys and sometimes they tell me after the fact I had a guy that had a great transformation. He's like, Oh yeah. Every Friday night I had a six pack. Oh, <laughs> I would have been okay. good to know. <laughs> um, yeah. but you asked, how do you make it fit? Well, look at it from a calorie standpoint. Mm. Right? The two most important numbers are calories and protein. So you hit your protein. Um, and if you, you know, you're, you're going to have some drinks tonight, maybe just don't eat as many carbs and fats during the day and, mm. and make it so you have extra calories to deal with at night and really you can use kind of like a budget. It's like, yeah. well, I don't want to spend my, my, my money early on in the day. I'll save it for tonight when I can, yeah. you know, slam some brewskis with the boys, you know, it's, <laughs> it's definitely possible and you would be okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, my dad gave me solid advice. I think when I was younger, he, he just said, listen, Carrie, like everything in moderation, you know, and obviously not like, you don't want to do heroin in moderation, mm -hmm. but like pretty much everything in moderation, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, your work moderation, yep. like you, you work out moderation, like too much of anything is going to mess you up. I, I can count yep. one time when I actually like lost control from alcohol, like where I was like, so slosh and really, you know, I'm, that's just not, I never let myself lose control. I always, feel like I need to remain in control just because like my whole vigilante side of me, but, uh, <laughs> like right. this protector in me, but also like, I don't yep. like the feeling, especially the day after and like how it just hurts performance. So, yeah. you know what, and that's what Jeff and I are talking about in moderation, y'all not like just going out on benders every day. Like you're not going to get what you want in life right. with that. But I don't think 
it has to be completely avoided. I know there's a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs who are very yeah. much like, I have a buddy who built a whole business. He's, he sells like thousands of dollars worth of no alcohol packages. Like he just helps people get off alcohol and he's crushing it. Mm. Um, you know, shout out to Swanwick, uh, James. But like, you know, the thing is, you have to do what's best for you, but do so in moderation. And, you know, Jeff is just here to drop science on you and really yeah. tell you, you know, like if you are going to do it, be smart, like drink water, like every, you know, make sure you're hydrated because a lot of us are chronically dehydrated. That is a question I'd actually like to go there too, if you don't mind, just in terms of water and intake. Like I know a lot of people drink the wrong type of water and they'll drink water with microplastics and BPAs and chemicals and, sulfites, yeah. all sorts of stuff. When it comes to water, what do you recommend? Uh, well, I mean, you definitely want to go with filtered water as much as you possibly can, but I think most people are not. Um, this, is, this is actually something that's been uh, argued recently. Um, sometimes you go to like a nephrologist, like a kidney specialist, and they'll say, well, you should, your pee should never be clear. You should always have a yellow tint to it. And if it is clear, then you're drinking too much water. And even going back to the thought where you're saying everything in moderation, you could actually die of water poisoning if you drink yeah, you too can. much of it, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of funny. So it does illustrate that it's all about dose. <laughs> Everything's yeah. dose dependent. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think making sure that like people ask me about diet sodas and stuff like that every once in a while, like, can you have those? I'm like, the studies do show that it is okay. Like it doesn't, like people will say it triggers an insulin response, which it actually doesn't in humans. Um, but I say, just don't let it interfere with your water intake. Make sure that you are staying hydrated. And I think at a minimum, you need to be consuming two liters a day. Um, you know, so for some people, that's hardly anything. Uh, and that's great. They're getting a lot of water. But for other people, that's like a stretch and a half. Um, so they need to focus primarily on water. And I think that, that alone, like, you know, you talk about starting from small, small steps. Hydration is one of those first steps you can take. Start yeah. replacing your soda with water. Start drinking more water and you'll make better decisions. And it'll probably curb some appetites too. For sure, man. And for all those people <clears throat> like myself who not sure how many ounces are in two liters, just for those people, how what, what's the calculation? Uh, two, uh, two liters <laughs> would be about uh, 64 ounces, I believe. I mean, that's, that's about a half a gallon. Okay. Um, so like four. I my math might be It's different measurements. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, so that's that was wrong with my. It was just my math. I, I wasn't sure, but you know, just. Uh, but yeah, I just think drink more water <laughs> most of the time because a yeah, lot of people it, are. Chronically... It would be like four of the like the normal water bottles that like you know that you'd see. Okay, got it. All but right. that's in plastic, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we want to avoid that as much as possible. I'm curious about supplements. You know, we're kind of just going down the gamut mm -hmm. here, but I think it's this is this stuff is really. Yeah. A lot of times people don't have an expert like you available. So I want to be that that beacon, that bridge that we can ask some of the questions that I know people have. When it comes to supplements, my my take is less is more, truly. Get it from, you know, whole foods and, and plants and meats and you know, um that's my take. I've, I've seen a lot of people, especially when I was in the biohacking game, you know, running that biohacking company for multiple years. I see a lot of people and it just they take so many supplements and it turns into expensive urine, you know, and it's a, literally a waste. What, what's yeah. your, what, what's your take on supplements? Uh, well, I agree. I think a lot of the stuff out there, there's not a lot of evidence to support, um, 
what is claimed. Uh, one of the best sites, if you're ever curious about like, uh, you know, whether a supplement is doing what it says it does go to examine.com and they're, they, hmm. ha- they provide the best research based, uh, information that is going to give it to you straight, um, when it comes yeah. to supplements. But, um, I think there, you know, there are nutritional gaps that a lot of us have. And I think for those that don't have their diet in check and aren't eating the right things that they, that they need to eat, that is one way to mitigate some of those deficiencies that likely exist. And so like a good multivitamin, a good fish oil, um, can go a long way for those people. And even, even for those that are eating really well, in fact, it's been documented to show that, uh, no matter how well you eat, you're probably going to have some deficiencies. Now they might not be that great in some, mm. um, but you're, you're likely to have, to have at least one or two. Um, I know one thing that most people are deficient in is vitamin D. Uh, they're not getting yeah. outside very often. That's obviously a vitamin synthesized by the, by the body and from sun exposure. It doesn't need to be sun on skin. Actually, you can just be outside and just having your eyes exposed to sunlight is actually a, uh, the primary intake form of that vitamin D, but, hmm. um, that's one thing that people are deficient, a good probiotic too, because gut health mm. is like a serious problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and without, with bad gut health, you're going to have bad health. Um, cause that, that ultimately is, that's where 80% of your immune system lives is in your gut. It's your first exposure to the outli- outside world, uh, which sounds weird, but you got to think of like your body, there's, there's the opening and through your mouth and, and the exit is is out your, your anus and, and, uh, you know, the stomach's processing that the intestines are processing that if you have poor gut health, you're going to let some of those, uh, things escape into your, your body unregulated and, uh, you're gonna have some issues. So a good probiotic, I think is something that, uh, I would recommend for a lot of people as well. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, we're very aligned in that sense. Did you, you know, Brandy from the mastermind we met at, right? Yes. Did, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, so she, she sent me some of her live probiotics, uh, and I've been taking them and like, oh, you can she? feel the difference. Cool. It's like coconut water, live probiotics. Um, we'll link them up in the show notes because it was like, yeah, they're, they're like, I can feel them working. It's kind of cool. Um, but to that That's end, awesome. <laughs> go to examine.com for all the other stuff that doesn't work because there's a lot of people yeah. who are pitching snake oil. You know, they, they just white label a product. A lot of the supplements are made from like the same four distributors. I know a buddy who works at UST, you know, and it's like they're just selling the yeah. same stuff in different labels and different packages. And none of it's really got the efficacy of what you're looking for. And it's sad, but the consumer gets duped oftentimes. So don't be that person. Go to examine.com. Yeah. Another thing to, (laughs) uh, another thing too, there's, there's some emerging, um, well, new to the supplement industry, new to this nutraceutical industry. And that's the nano technology that is coming out that used to be Mm. exclusive to pharmaceutical companies. Because when you look at oral supplementation at best, we're absorbing 50% of what's listed on the label. Most of the times it's around 10%. Oh, wow. And, and so, you know, if we think we're taking in 10,000 IUs of vitamin D, we may only be getting a fraction of that. And so if you can put that in nano sized particles, which, you know, from a visual standpoint, you think of like a normal molecule of like a fish oil or turmeric or whatever it is that you're trying to consume the size of the globe, like size of the world. And you reduce that down to the size of a marble. 
that's what nanotechnology is. And so you're reducing that to super, super tiny particles that results in almost near 100% absorption and bioavailability. Mm. And so you're getting a lot more bang for your buck from some of these products out there that are, again, it's brand new. There's not a whole lot that you see out there that are, they're doing this, but I think it's going to be the future of the nutraceutical mm. industry and, yeah. and it's going to help people a lot more efficiently than some of this other stuff that results in expensive urine, as you mentioned. Dude, so timely, this Intel, because I just had a company reach out. They want me to promote like their hair tissue mineral analysis test. And so I, I went through the process and tested all my biomarkers and, you know, looked at this analysis from us, a couple strands of hair. They then kind of put it through the lab. And I got on the phone with the doctor. I think she was a nurse who was consulting. She was like, well, you're taking a lot of magnesium, it looks like, but it's not being absorbed because it's not nano pro mm -hmm. uh, protocol or nanotechnology or whatever. And I was like, that sounds like a little, eh, like you probably have a nano magnesium <laughs> you're going to pitch next. And she's like, and you should just try our nanotechnology magnesium product. And she went right into it. And I was like, I mean, that's good. Right. That that was classic. And But now you're saying it and it actually makes sense. So I am. I'm going to have to potentially order or have them send me some of this stuff now. So thank you, man. Um, I hope this is yeah, just eye-opening. You know, to go along, <laughs> yeah. to go along with that, like the, the saying goes, is like you are what you eat, right? Yeah. But the more accurate way of looking that is you are what you absorb. Mm. There's a lot of stuff we can't, and that has to do with gut health, and yep. and then even like especially from a supplement standpoint, if you want to just pee it out, then just get the normal crap from from Walmart. If you want it to actually do something, they get get one that is based on research that is that can be backed by by proven peer reviewed studies and 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 now that we have this available to us in some forms, not everything, but try to get a nano based product. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like you need a supplement line. Do you have a supplement line? I I do. <laughs> Yep. Um, <laughs> nice. We are working on some nano-based products. We don't have them yet, but oh. just it, it, so one thing I did prior to to doing this full time, I actually did R and D for oh. the dietary supplement world. I did this for about six years. Fun and fact. So I was in that industry very heavily, and and actually, what it did when I tell people that, like, oh, you're going to pitch supplements, I'm like, actually, I'm probably going to tell you the opposite mm. because there, it is like one of the biggest lies. Oh, in the yeah. world, like when you look at the labels that you see on almost every supplement out there, most of them have proprietary blends, right? So you look at um, what's in there and it'll have all this great stuff that you've heard all these great things about. Oh, it has all these cool ingredients that do all these amazing yeah. things, but they don't tell you how much of it is in there on yeah. purpose. Yeah. And, and in an industry, they call it label paint. It's just there to, I mean, can it be, as long as it's like present, they can just like sprinkle it in. And yeah. they can claim that it's in there and, and they can put it on the label, but they don't Jeez. have to disclose how much is in there. So in order for like many of these products to actually be effective and do what the claims say they do, they have to be in doses way higher than what you'll find in these products. Mm. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that um, we don't often recognize because it's not common knowledge to know what a proprietary blend is or even what effective doses are. Yeah. But they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, African mango, you know, that's <laughs> going to have this crazy impact on fat loss. And, and yeah. here's, there's two milligrams in this, in this pill. They're like, well, in order for that to be effective, you need 2000 milligrams. Oh yeah. 
And it actually yeah. is not even effective anyway. Don't get that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's just an example, you know? Yeah, no, it's a great example. And I just think, I, I hope what we do right now for all the happy hustlers watching and listening is just like raise awareness and just help people be more deliberate and intentional with what they're putting in their body when it comes to water, supplementation, nutri nutrients, all, the whole shebang. So, man, Jeff, this has been fantastic. And I know people are going to be like, all right, well, I need to work with this guy. I need to like at least consume your content. I know you got hundreds of thousands of you know followers online and you got a ton of great content you're putting out. Where can people go to learn from you? Maybe even if they did want to work with you in a one-on-one -on -one manner, if that's even possible, can you just give us some links, best place to find you? Yeah, honestly, I would probably just send you to my social media channels because that's that's where, um, for one, you can get some more content and and uh, and take a lot of stuff for free. And I, I try to put enough out there that you could probably just listen to my stuff for free, and and get a result from it. Um, but we do we do one on one coaching, we do group coaching. There's a lot of different um, things that we could potentially do. But um, yeah, go to my Instagram and it's just at Jeff Later J F F L A T E R. And, uh, so, you know, follow me, shoot me a message there. If you want to contact me, there's some links on there as well, but, uh, yeah, that's always the best place because that's where I'm constantly putting out content. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I do like to ask all my guests, like a couple happy hustle hack questions, and then we will go through the rapid fire on the wrap this interview up. This is first, just, okay. I know we talked a lot about health, but do you have something unique that we haven't talked about that you do that we could deem? A happy hustle hack in the health arena. <laughs> I do. So <laughs> we 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 kind of touched on this earlier, but one thing I would say that sets us apart, and and honestly, I think that anybody that truly wants to serve people in this area and wants to make a, a difference that lasts is you have to uncover that you have to have make that internal shift, that true shift. And we call it our true shift method. It's it's something that um that I think sets us apart from the average fitness program out there because they're just giving you tactics, front end surface level tactics. And that's all you're doing is you're, you're attacking things on the surface, which isn't going to last unless you go deeper, unless you get to the root, you will never achieve a transformation that lasts and you'll mm -hmm. crumble, you'll fall, you'll fail. You'll just go back to, to what you consider to be normal after you have to experience that shift internally and change what's going on between the years in yep. order to experience an external transformation. Yeah. Uh, that lasts. Yeah. That's gold, man. I love it. The, the, what do you call it? The true shift method. Is that right? The true shift method. Yep. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Let's talk about money. You know, I think money is really important as a happy hustle hack. I like to, you know, extract wisdom from my guests and, and, and share it with the happy hustlers and, and money is a part of it. Let's be honest. I know you've made millions of dollars. I know you probably lost a bunch of dollars, you know? So let's hear like maybe a, a tip, a tool, a tactic, something that you do in terms of saving or investing or spending that, that, or even making money, you know, something that you do in the money game that you can share as a happy hustle hack. <laughs> Profit first. <laughs> Um, I definitely follow a profit first accounting uh, model in our, in our business. And it, it just allows for uh, it, it makes it so the business serves me and well, for anybody that owns a business, it serves you rather than you serving the business. Because oftentimes, especially as owners and founders and, and, and business owners, it, it, uh, it often doesn't go that way. But I think this yeah. is one of those safeguards you can put in place to make sure that you are taken care of and that you, you started this business for, to make an impact on the world to, uh, and to maybe 
get your own freedom, get some time back, but you have to make sure financially that you are taking care of yourself well. And I think I love the profit first model. Uh, we, we've been doing that for about 10 years now. Mm. That's great, man. Yeah. Profit first for sure. Look that book up too. If you guys don't know what he's talking about, cause it's a good read. Um, let's talk about spirituality. You know, I believe in a higher power. I think it's important to have faith. I don't really care what religion or another. I just think it's gotta be a part of the equation. Do you have a way that you connect with the higher power? You know, something that we could deem a happy hustle hack for spirituality. Um, well, this, this could go long, so I'll try to keep it short. I, I actually grew up Mormon. I mean, I'm in Utah. I think anybody that grew up here probably was exposed to that at some point. So I grew up that way and actually even served a mission. Uh, mm. where I went to Venezuela and lived there for two years, preaching wow. the gospel. Um, and then I ended up leaving the church, um, mm. just from a religion standpoint, I didn't, I didn't agree with a lot of the, the things behind it. And, uh, it's led me down a different path where I've tried to find my own, spirituality kind of outside of religion, if, if that mm. makes sense and, and get closer to God and find, um, that, and that's something actually, <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because it's kind of like a, a journey that I'm going through currently because yeah. I've felt this need and, and I've been drawn, uh, to that. And it's kind of something that's been absent from my life for, for a while. And I'm trying to, to fill that void. Um, and it's, and, I, and again, like I said, I feel drawn to it. So I don't have a hack there that I can share, unfortunately, because <laughs> it's something that I'm still currently working towards. Yeah. Well, Hey, I appreciate the vulnerability, man. And, you know, I think just the, the one thing I say that's really helped my journey is just make space for it. You know, like just chill in the still yeah. and listen to listen, like pray to God and listen, you know, yeah. or what pray to a higher power and just listen. And, and, and that's beneficial for me. Man, this has been awesome. I want to put you through the rapid fire round. This is where I just ask you random things. And you answer honestly, first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Favorite food. Go. Donuts. <laughs> Did not expect you to say that. Favorite movie. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. Favorite book. Um, Atomic Habits. Ooh, favorite workout? Well, I'd say uh, probably chest day, you know. And nice. <laughs> What's your spirit that. animal? <laughs> I'll go by my sleep chrono chronotype, which is a dolphin. <laughs> nice. Best business advice? Oh, just start. Make the sound of your happy hustle rebel yell. <laughs> Actually, I'm silent, so I won't say anything. <laughs> That's a first. That's a first. All right. Three things you're most grateful for. Oh, man. I'm grateful to be alive every day. It's a new day. Um, and I'm grateful for the people in my life in all aspects, people that I get to, to coach and people on my team and my family. Awesome, man. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard read? Never give up. Boom. Crush that rapid fire round, Jeff. And man, brother, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, just your raw truth, you know, and just, I really appreciate your approach and, you know, also layering in the science, but just, you know, your, your keep it real mentality, man. I'm really looking forward to broing out with you on the Montana mastermind back in the, in the backcountry wilderness. Jeff's coming out, dude. dude we're going to have a blast. So thank you so much though, man. This was it's awesome. going to be awesome.
This was great. Thanks for having me on, man. I loved it. Yeah, this is fun. Where can people go again? Just drop a link. Where Where's the best place for, for them to find you online? So they can go to, to Instagram and find me at, at Jeff Later. Or if you just go to jefflater.com, you'll find all my links on there as well. And it's just J-E-F-F-L-A-T-E-R. Amazing. And if you had to just put like a, a stamp on, on everything we talked about in, in just a super clear, concise, like, you know, rallying cry, call to action, will you, what would you leave the happy hustlers with? <laughs> Fitness is the foundation. Health is your wealth. You have to make that a priority in your life. And when you do, Everything else in your life, everything else in your life will level up. Mm. Make it a priority. Love it. Last question, my brother. What does happy hustling mean to you? Man, if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? <laughs> Enjoy what you're doing. If you're not enjoying it, then get rid of it. Get it out of your life and, and, and move on to something that does make you happy. Preach it, brother. Mic drop. Jeff later, y'all. Thank you for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love. Real quick, y'all. I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health, as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance and your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable and it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast. You can just go to theirsage.com and you can just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which I'll just tell you, there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then Use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site. But I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one. Love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually, you know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes so your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas like at the gym potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Now let's get back to this episode. Real quick, I just want to share with you something that is near and dear to my heart. See, as a proud American, when I heard this stat, I was floored. 22 
veterans actually take their own lives every single day, according to the Department of Veteran Affairs. And that's 22 too many. So the cause of veteran suicide prevention is one in which I am just all behind with all my might. And I think you should be as well. And that is why my friend, Mr. William Brandon, 26-year Navy SEAL veteran, started the company Naked Warrior Recovery. And it was created with the clear initiative to develop premium products to support physical and mental recovery through innovation and excellence. And two of my favorite products from Naked Warrior Recovery is Navy SEAL CBD Energy Drink. This stuff helps with energy and focus. It has 75 milligrams of caffeine, kind of like a cup of coffee, but it has 12.5 milligrams of CBD. And we're not talking just any CBD. We're talking premium quality USDA organic grown CBD. See, they are actually third party tested. They're veteran owned and operated and they come with a money back guarantee plus free shipping. And this is my go-to pre-workout lately. I gotta say, it really is delicious and nutritious, and it gets you going, as well as Naked Warrior Recovery's Cool Recovery Muscle and Joint Rub. And this stuff is really great after a hard workout or after a long hike. You can put it on you know, those sore spots, and it really helps your body recovery. So you guys actually get the hookup for watching and listening to Happy Hustle. You can go to NW Recovery and use code HAPPY to save yourself some moolah off of not just the Navy SEAL CBD energy drinks, not just the muscle and joint rub, but everything on their website. And you got to just love the mission behind NW Recovery. Actually, they donate a portion of their proceeds to fight veteran suicide and just increase the prevention of this terrible tragedy. So go to nakedwarriorrecovery.com, use code HAPPY, save yourself some money, get some great products and support an amazing cause today. All right, now let's get back to this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.